Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible American Horror Story. We're here with Halloween Part 2, the third episode of the podcast about the episodes called Halloween. But it's just the second episode in the show that is also Halloween. Um, I'm joined once again by Miss Shadow Lovely and Slobby. Hey, how's hey. it going? Hey, well. Hi. Um... This episode sucks. <laughs> I uh, I um kind of ended up hating. I think every character in this show at the end of this one. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. They're yeah. not. They're not great. They're not great. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Moira is fine. Um, as she barely shows up, other than to go, "What a load of shit!" At one point. <laughs> and yep. um, Fluffer one is okay oh. because he he also is just like. Huh. I fucking hate it here. I'm like, yeah, man, me too. Me too, yeah. <laughs> He uh, He really kind of says what we're all thinking um, towards the end of the episode. Um, also, this episode kind of took me off guard a little because I guess it's because they broke it into a part one, part two, but I'm not used to American <clears throat> Horror Story episodes. This was, I guess, to be fair, season one, the first season that they were doing anything. But um, it starts with like a literal recap of the last episode which they don't normally do they don't usually do like and, a last time on american horror story and and the thing is they don't it's just they show the footage again for yeah. what it's worth they're just using the same footage twice and it's really <laughs> funny because they do it to their own detriment because it recaps like the very end of the last episode which if you <laughs> don't remember it's like where's my thousand dollars ben like they literally shoot themselves in the foot because they're like here this is the heated confrontation of larry banging on the door and then the gimp suit guy appearing behind violet um and it's all tense and then this is right before ben and uh Vivian come home and can't find Violet because that's like the climax of the last episode is that they can't find Violet. But then we find out that like because of this recap, we find out that like, oh, um, after the camera cut and we didn't know where Violet went, um, she just went to her room uh, to meet up with Tate. Uh, it wasn't anything sinister or yeah. anything. She wasn't mm -hmm. like abducted like, by the I gimp man. After the Gimp Man is standing behind her and Larry, through the door, magically perceives and goes, is that your daughter, Ben? Does your daughter have my thousand dollars, Ben? <laughs> just nothing like, no. comes of that. She's like, I'm just going to um, go upstairs. I don't, I don't know what to do with this guy. And then Tate is just throwing rocks at her window and she's like, Oh, great. Someone throwing rocks at my window from outside. I bet it's the $1,000 guy. Oh, no, it's my <laughs> weird boyfriend. Thank God. <laughs> also, like, a weird spooky hand tries to grab her from under the bed. Um, <laughs> well, I and forgot then about that. It, is, it just feels yeah. unnecessary at this point. <laughs> and it's unsuccessful. It doesn't grab her. And then it's never referenced again for the I rest of the episode. I was going to say, did, does anyone, like, do we ever know what that is? Because I had no, no. idea. No, it's just, a, it's just a spooky <laughs> hand. Like, oh, maybe. <laughs> this would literally be two episodes in a row where um, Violet gets her ankle grabbed from under the bed. Um, so maybe they decided, oh, well, maybe that would be too much. Uh, maybe it's too soon to do this bit again. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> they'll do worse bits. But they decide not to follow up on that one. I think they honestly forgot they put that in the episode. Um, because it right. truly is never even like alluded to again for the rest of the whole entire episode. 
Um, then it picks back up to uh, the Harmons coming home, which is where the last episode ended. And remember, uh, Ben slammed the door in Hayden's ghost's face, which remember, uh, Ben does not know that she's <laughs> not alive. Like, <laughs> Ben thinks she's dead. So right. Ben's like, I don't have time to unpack this right now. My daughter's missing and slams the door in the face of what he has to presume is either um, a ghost or his mistress who he tried or didn't try to have killed but had killed in front of him <laughs> who is in the middle of the greatest the greatest ocean's 11 style heist for a thousand dollars that's yeah. ever been recorded i just want to put that up front because while it's fresh in everyone's head imagine how outrageous of a thought that is that on Halloween, in the middle of peak ghost activity, when your daughter is missing after the weird guy who murdered your mistress shows up and was banging on the door, and your thought is, these guys are Ocean's Elevening me for $1,000. I know it. This is an elaborate scheme where my mistress fakes her own death to a weird guy with a shovel for $1,000. She makes me build a gazebo first. That's why. Yeah. Here's the plan, guy I never met. I'll say I'm pregnant and, like... <laughs> oh, God. We'll unpack that later. God. Uh, don't worry. There's a terrible reveal later that's very frustrating for everybody involved. You pregnant? Oh, my God. The double Gregnant reveal is awful. Um, but anyway, so he slams the door in Hayden Hayden's face, um, and then... I guess Vivian gets a hold of Violet and is like, where the fuck are you? And she's like, ah, I'm hanging out with friends. And she's like, well, are you having fun? And Violet's like, <laughs> yeah. And Vivian's like, okay, well, then come home in a little while. It'll be fine. Um, and then that's, I mean, it's not like there wasn't a guy just banging on the door and threatening Ben's well-being for money. That certainly wouldn't be a concern. Um, he certainly wouldn't take your child hostage or anything. Um it's probably fine that Violet's nah. in a non-disclosed location with Kidnapped people that you've never met. thousand dollars That's crazy. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> That's almost you, as crazy as murder for a thousand. Oh. You tell me one <laughs> bad thing Larry has done to any women we know on this show. <laughs> I can't I think of any. No, none come to mind. Um, I think mm. it's. I think it's pretty safe. Um, so does Vivian. So she's like, "Hey Ben, um, tonight's been ass. So I'm gonna go take a shower, and when I get out of the shower." We're going to discuss you moving out of the house tomorrow. Because remember, um, fuck you. Uh, and then Ben's, Ben is the fucking worst. And this is really where it all culminates in him being the fucking worst. Because he starts throwing a temper tantrum saying, I'm not going to give up on this family. And it's like, you don't get to decide that? <laughs> what, question mark? What, what, if, what if you're the bad house? guy, Vivian? Breaking up I'm the family. I'm not giving up on this family. Like, uh, yeah, no. Like, he's done nothing but cause problems. Like, he cheated on his wife multiple times after he was caught and then flew back out there to, like, be there for a, an abortion and then left in the middle of it. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, and then um, presumably so killed ass. his, killed his mistress. The, I'm not giving up on this. psychiatrist in history, too. Like, he's the, his no... Does this man have any redeeming qualities? He doesn't even close his blinds before he jerks off over his backyard. He's a menace. 
I'm that was a fucking like, menace. I'm not giving up on this family. Like, bro, you're the reason. Like, you're yeah. the problem. <laughs> like, all of the problems we're having are because of you. You're doing this. The the thing driving okay. our family apart is you. I may have gave up on the family like four times, but this time I am not giving up on this family. Uh-huh. Fifth time's the charm. I will not let the fugue state that forced me to (laughs) dig a hole to put someone in. I won't let that drive us a wedge between us. Uh, And then, like, that's kind of the end of that interaction. Vivian's like, fucking whatever, and goes upstairs to, I guess, take the shower. Um, She says she's going to take a shower, but we see, like, from the rest of the episode that it's a bath. Um, And then the opening sequence plays. Um... Then we open with Ben outside. What will he do? By the way, he grabbed a knife. Um, oh yeah, in the last scene, and Vivian's like, "Hey, why do you have a knife?" And he's like, "I'm real sick of the kids fucking up our pumpkins on the front porch." And she's like, <laughs> "So you're gonna kill them?" I know, um, I, which I, is fair. I hate, I hate. I know. I hate that. Like Vivian is like the normal, the one normal person on the show right now, and everyone else, <laughs> no one else acts like a human being. Like. It, also, yeah, ben, like, ben alternates. Oh, he he like weapon swaps several times this episode because we will not really see Ben without either a knife or a shovel in his hand. There will be one of those two items in his hand in every scene where Ben is present. I'm excited for uh, Halloween Part Three where Ben finally learns to dual wield and can like have <sighs> like two knives. He <laughs> sucks. Powerful. He sucks too, too bad for that. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, so, he would he would try to swing a knife in his left hand and they would like whiff a little and then he'd just start crying. I, my <laughs> yeah. my suspension of disbelief is gone with everyone wanting to fuck Ben. I'm sorry. Oh my like, god, I know. I I even note that later. Like what the fuck is going on? Why I are these people down bad? You say my name like what, a pathetic baby? Who cares? <laughs> oh my god, a literal piss boy who like can't handle anything and is a bad therapist? Like I I don't understand why I don't I don't get it anyway um remember I said he had a knife in his hand that got lost evidently because now he has a shovel and he's sneaking around outside he's looking for Larry um and Larry pops out like the freaking joker and is like hey where's my thousand dollars like and I'm not kidding he he like pops out of the shadows like hey it's me and immediately Gets domed by Ben with the shovel, um, like frame frame perfect. He, he pops out. Ben slams him right in the mouth with the shovel. He goes down like a sack of bricks. Um, this is a Which good what? gag they had going. I wish they would have continued it. Though, don't worry, they do several other times this episode. But I wish they would have kept it going throughout the rest of the season. The thing that bugs me though too is like so earlier. You know, uh, Larry, who's like old and not we- can only wield the shovel with one arm, clocks Hayden twice and kills her. Ben, who's like as t- like like clocks Larry, and Larry's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. And he has he's ready with his like one liners and stuff. I-, I can't take it, but and this confirms <laughs> that Larry is not a fay because he eats a piece of iron to the dome super hard, and mm-hmm. he's totally fine. So yeah. he's just a weird guy. Like <laughs> the, he's not magic. He's apparently not a ghost either, because I don't think you can just 
dome a ghost and make them bleed. <laughs> like, I don't know. That seems wrong. <laughs> you'd be surprised uh, what you can do to a ghost. I'm not saying you can what, dome them, but I'd be, you'd be surprised what you can do what, to them in this would show. Would you on this show? Would you really, though? Like, if it turned out, like, actually they're weak to shovels, the American Horror Story ghost, like, that <laughs> one dude would be like, you know what? Fine. Part for, part for the fucking course. But anyway. <laughs> uh, and it's at this point where um, Ben has laid... Larry the fuck out on the ground and is like standing over him with the shovel um, saying that he's on to him that he knows that him and Hayden that Larry and Hayden are working together to scam him <laughs> out of $1,000 my mistress flew from Boston to here to team up with a, a weird family murderer that neither you have ever met to get a thousand dollars from me. <laughs> like, Everyone's always out ben, to get old Ben. Ben, do you know how much a plane ticket costs? Like a thousand dollars? Like the one oh. part of their plan that they didn't think through. <laughs> or like the fake abortion he allegedly thinks she was gonna have. Like all of the things. <laughs> no, like the the options in on it for like a hundred bucks. Like yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets $10 at the end of this Ocean's Eleven. It'll be worth it. I promise. Larry can get one headshot. The lion's share of $500. Yep. Uh, And then during this scene, they do the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen where they have POV, you're Larry getting strangled by Ben. And they have Ben like (laughs) strangling the camera and shake the camera. And it is fucking bad. It is so bad. It gives me huge $19 Fortnite card. Who wants it? Energy of just this guy grabbing you and like shaking you as he stares you dead in the face. It's so fucking funny. Oh my God. Uh, POV, you're trying to scam Ben Harmon out of $1,000 and he's not having it. Um, and I, it, they do a lot of very bizarre editing this episode, more so than usual. But this one in particular, like, it's not even like they, like, post-edited it. They, like, gave Ben a camera and were like, shake this like you're strangling it. Um, and he did. And it's bad. To no one's surprise, it's bad. Uh, so and then weird. he's like... Don't don't keep oceans elevening me, or you're gonna die. And then he puts the shovel in the ground next to Larry's head. Um, and inside, the security guy whose name I can't remember uh, rung the doorbell, which has caused um, Vivian to answer it uh, and tell him that she's so happy he responded so fast, even though the alarm went off like an hour ago like uh, before violet left with tate yeah yeah so like violet's had time to go to the beach um and vivian's <laughs> like started a shower like a whole hour has passed since the alarm went off and he's like yeah it came because of the alarm she's like oh god you were so fast and um i would argue no uh that an hour response time not great for private security um but don't worry, that's um, the end of that. Can't, I guess that's just to remind us that the I'll, security guy exists. To, to be fair, though, like if a thousand bucks is a lot of money for Ben, probably not the highest private security, you know, that they yeah. can get. Yeah, yeah. And they've fully conflated bodyguards and security yeah, in this, and true. police officers by the end of this. Mm. Um, they just have one guy like in the area who gets paid like a cut of all of it and he just drives <laughs> out to like whatever and like so if two places get hit at the same time and they're like both 30 minutes away he's like ah shit yeah <laughs> ah, beans. Oh, well one of them's gonna have to bad. die 
One of them has a hot pregnant the... lady, though, so I'm going to go to that one. I'm, I, do <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I do it to flirt with the wives. That's, yep. that's the, all the payment I need. <laughs> uh, remember how I said Violet was on a beach? Uh, she is, and we're there now. Um, during this time, um, Tate and Violet have not only built a campfire on the beach, um, but are trying to bang by it. Um, Tate has ghost erectile dysfunction uh, and can't. Get his pee pee hard. I don't know why we're getting this scene. I don't. I don't know why this was necessary at all. And at one point he goes like, "Maybe it's the meds your dad gave me. Those do that, you know." Which is like such a weird detail to like, like what? Why? Why do we need this? Do we need this? What's extra weird is this is the second character in five episodes that has brought up being like having a broken dick because him and chad have both <laughs> mentioned it um feels like a writer hiding their uh their kink in the script type scenario um very poorly veiled fetish or something um and again it's not relevant it doesn't the only thing it does is keep them from actually banging which feels like they could just have like I don't know, written them to not bang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's almost like they're the writers and they get to choose what happens in the script and they could say they just kiss on a beach and that's it? Like that's all they do because they're teens? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) No, Uh no, instead the ghost cannot get a boner, (laughs) which did immediately make me think of the song. I was like, well, there's a song called Ghost with a Boner that I know factually disproves that ghosts can't get boners. Correct. This is a Tate problem. This is specifically a Tate problem. This is Tate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know (laughs) ghosts can get hard. That's Um, not that's not up for debate. (laughs) Then like Tate's Tate's super weird about it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and well, the whole thing is weird because Violet's in like, "Are you gay?" It's like, no, you know. Um, But anyway, you know, I I don't know. It's just like an odd scene because yeah, Yeah. and then and like yeah, and then wait, and then what happens? Like then Tate gives like this whole speech about like the ocean. Oh my god, I didn't even bother writing down what it was because he he like looks I, out at the I ocean. I dropped out of school because I, I hate high school. I hated it so much that I looked at the ocean and then like I thought I about better. Al Pacino. <laughs> He's like I thought about Al Pacino yeah. and De Niro and like fifty other people who are inconsequential to the scene that I guess also dropped out of high school. Quentin Tarantino. Like a bunch of people. Um, and then that doesn't progress the plot in any way or reveal any like lore of any ki- of any kind. Um, but then a bunch of people start cresting the hill behind them. A bunch of um, high schoolers that are clearly victims of some kind of mass casualty event. Like it's so no. blatant. Like, <laughs> one of them literally shows up with a bullet hole uh, through his head. Um, bla- on the front of his head, to be clear. Like not hidden. They're not trying to hide this. One... One girl, I don't know what happened to her, but she's like partially scalped, which uh, that's a whole, that's a, yeah. <laughs> so either way, this very obviously, one of them is like missing the lower half of his face. It's like, like mandible, his jaw yeah. Is just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a pile of blood on the lower half and um, no one seems to be bothered by this. No one seems like, yeah. oh, that guy's bleeding everywhere. Should he see a doctor? Like, at the very least, even if you're just like a regular idiot like me, I would just be like, oh, we should do something about that bleeding. <laughs> That's pretty bad. 
<laughs> no, because it's Halloween, so therefore yeah. it must be a costume. And it mu- and you know how teenagers have like very you, good no, costume no. budgets. I have specific experience with this because I got fucking a super deep wound <laughs> during a <laughs> Halloween thing. And afterwards, when the sober bartenders came back to the party afterwards, they saw me and they were like. Hey, uh, what what was your costume? What's all this? You know, what all this fake blood for? And I'm like, fake blood. And they were like, uh. <laughs> and that's how long it takes for that to be resolved. If you're super fucking drunk, right? So if you're just like aware teens, it would take. It would be like, whoa, great costume. And then the kid wouldn't be able to respond because he doesn't have a face. And then it'd be like, oh, this isn't a costume. I see. Or just like incredible, immaculate dedication to the bit, you know, which is respectable, honestly. (laughs) Like, I would just think that they were very, very committed to what they were going yeah, as for you're Halloween. Yeah, you the question and they just, they spray you in real blood. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> just absolutely immaculate dedication to the bit. Um, Tate is acting like he doesn't know who these people are. Um, they're like kind of pushing Tate around. Um, so I feel like, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but I feel like we do have to like spoil it. Otherwise, we're gonna have to dance around it in the stupid way that the show dances around it because the show thinks it's being very clever. Um, Spoiler alert, uh, Tate did a school shooting. Um, I don't know why for the next 40 minutes they pretend that Tate doesn't know that he did a school shooting, Um, but he did, and it's really obvious that he did, and they act like it's going to be a really cool reveal, and it's not, um, because we literally saw it in episode one. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They're not very clever. Honestly, like them dancing around, it just makes Violet look like a complete like idiot oh yeah it makes violet look very stupid especially as the alleged horror enthusiast who was into the house partially because of the history of it right right yeah um so So there's (laughs) no way she wouldn't have known that the kid who fucking lived there was the columbine shooter right like that's what it is is it how how if there was a whole history of murder house of again the the weird Frankenstein guy, which again, sure, that's a long time ago. Maybe that was forgotten the time or whatever. Um, but the murder suicide, and what was the other one? There was another one. The um, serial killer that murdered the nurses there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The serial killer murdered nurses. So you're telling me that like those two would be remembered in, in 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 the news, but a kid there doing Columbine wouldn't be mem- memorable or in the news or mentioned a, anywhere. Yeah. This is a that is on a murder tour because so many deaths have happened there and it just conveniently forgets to mention because because they want to reveal that Tate's actually like oh we did a thing like we have to expect that every other character is the dumbest motherfucker in the entire universe um, and doesn't have Google I guess Mm -hmm. Uh, and when we say that he did a Columbine, like they are very heavily leaning into it. Um, yeah. Like they yes. put the dates there at the same time. There are characters that reference things that were falsified accounts of Columbine that now are known as falsified accounts, but they literally reference that as though yeah. it were the real Columbine in, in the fiction of their show. So, um, it's so gross. It, it's so gross. It's so fucking gross. Like it yeah. is. It, there's been so many things we've talked about being like, wow, that was a bit much, like having fucking Charles Manson dancing around on screen when he was still fucking alive. 
Um, this is, yeah. I think this is the worst. I think, I, this, I think this is the worst that could have possibly been. Unironically, if this was not disgusting. season one, because I think this was them testing the water, if this was like season four or five, I think they straight up would have made Tate's character one of the Columbine shooters. That's how confident yeah. I yeah. am in how closely <sighs> they follow this storyline. No, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really brutal. And like, it's one of those things, it was bad at the time, um, it's bad in retrospect, and it's just, it, it has aged worse as time has gone on, and the tragedy of this shit becomes more and more prolific every day. Um, that being said, it's also just really bad writing, man. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. Really uh, dog shit writing. Yep. Like, nobody, there's no way in the fiction of this universe that this would slide, right? Like, yeah. there's just no way... That no one would be aware of this, or like, <laughs> also he's not using violent. a fake name. Yeah, and like he's not using a fake name or anything. So like, yeah, this would just be like Violet being like, "Oh yeah, nice to meet you, Jeffrey Dahmer, my, yeah. my boyfriend." <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and um, some of you may be wondering, well, all right, well. At least they like Charles Manson and Colt sucked, but it, he was kind of a plot point that moved the plot forward at some points. Does this move the plot forward at any point? No, no, it's just a thing they wanted to do. Um, they wanted to have a different type of edgy ghost. Uh, and, and these high school students, for the record, could have just been someone who died in like a weird gym accident that Tate caused or something. Like, there's so many routes you can go to have. An angry yeah. group of dead high schoolers. <laughs> like, there's so many better. Like, what if you sabotaged a float at like a at a at like yeah, a parade? Yeah, like a prank that'd gone wrong sick. or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so much better. <laughs> yeah. No, they went straight up, just like cut and dry. Uh, he was bullied, and then he did a school shooting. Um, but for some reason, they have him doing this like, oh, I can't remember the, I don't know who you are. Oh, who are these people for the whole episode? Um, and they like harass them a little bit and then Tate and Violet just leave. Uh, and now we're back home. <laughs> yeah. So this kills me because they specifically they're like, we've waited for so long, Tate, for you to come out of your mommy's little castle. We've waited for so long, Tate. We're not gonna, we're not gonna let this opportunity pass us by. We're gonna get you, man. And then Tate just walks away, and they're like, just you wait, brother. <laughs> they just let him walk away. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Um, and things are not going to get less batshit back at the Harmon house because um, Vivian's phone rings and it's Hayden. Um, they have the most bizarre argument that I've ever... Okay, so Vivian and Hayden are going to interact several times this episode and each time it is like two characters that are not in the same room are delivering lines that are not meant to be in, same, like in the same dialogue. Um, they are two characters talking at one another Um almost in spite of one another uh that just like <sighs> all of the ghosts in this episode the teenagers hayden tate all of them are gonna play this very frustrating pronoun game where they will um just kind of say like ask him about boston they won't say who him is um or ask him about the high school and then they won't give any more info for some fucking reason. So no one knows what the fuck anybody's talking about. Yeah. And the phone call between Hayden and Vivian early on, it almost sounds like 
Hayden had to record the entire call and like guess what Vivian was going to say and was just like wrong half of the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is so disjointed and it just kind of just culminates with Hayden repeating like ask him about Boston, ask him about Boston and then after uh, like she roasts him I, or she she roasts her and I can't remember how like at some point she just like like just something about her looks or something it well, makes her yeah, like break okay. down no i remember exactly what it is so it starts off with vivian actually saying something kind of like you're like oh damn vivian's like bossing the fuck up because she goes listen hayden i was your age once not that long ago um and i wasn't a saint either i was also in love with a married man i thought he was gonna leave his wife for me um but that's just not how it works that ne- that's never how it works like you're not because that's not what they want yeah. they don't want yeah they don't, yeah, they don't it's not actually about you. want you they want the fantasy yeah Yeah, it's about something inside of him not something inside of you which is like the most poignant thing anybody in this show has said so far and is the most rational thing anybody has said and that would make you think oh vivian has a good head on her shoulders but then hayden's (laughs) like he said my pussy tasted like raspberries and cream and then vivian goes eight shit like raspberries and cream and she's just like he's a little lad who loves berries and cream and then got very mad on the phone you know what i mean it's one of those things, like, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you might think that was a really, like, like snappy thing was said, because it's, you know what I mean? Because she says a lot of snappy <laughs> things, but, like, that just is a word-for-word thing that yeah. was in the script, you know? Like, it's uh, insane. And in direct response to Vivian's, like, sane, level-headed, like, kind of, like, almost trying to find, like, a middle common ground with Hayden. That's what Hayden responds yeah, like, with. and. Like, no. like, yeah, like Vivian has clearly decided that she is against Ben correctly at this point and is now looking and being like, hey, Hayden, I'm not actually like trying to defend Ben or anything. I feel like we've both been screwed here. Let's talk about it. And then Hayden just goes, my pussy was better. <laughs> yeah, Vivian skill issue. falls and over peeing also- herself in anger. <laughs> also, okay, one, by the way, Ben Harmon does not eat pussy. There's no world. And two, yeah. he does yeah, not. A king who doesn't is no king at all, and that man is no king at all. Exactly. Absolutely. And number two, <laughs> no world that he came up with that a better. He would say some shit like, "This is great," and just leave it there. You know, there's no poetry. <laughs> oh yeah, I love doing this. This is my favorite thing. It tastes like it tastes like bubble gum. Yeah, something that somebody like who's definitely done it would say. <laughs> That's it. Oh my this god, is, I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> How, how was it? Fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And um, truly, Vivian just like pees herself. Like she's so mad. And then she hangs up the phone. Um, and then she looks behind her, and they do they rip off a hundred different horror movies because "Ask Him" is written in steam on the phone or on the on the phone on the mirror. Um, and then Vivian runs downstairs and is like, "Hayden's in the house." And I'm like, "Do you think Hayden was?" In the bathroom with you? It feels like that would be easy to find her if you thought she was in the bathroom no, she, with you. she set it up hours beforehand. She knew <laughs> yeah. Vivian would be in the shower. She used, like, <laughs> hairspray on the mirror because she knew Vivian would take a shower in that right. exact bathroom, even though that house probably has no less than seven bathrooms. Uh, and then um, she's like, Hayden's in the house. And so Ben grabs a knife for a second time this episode um, and is like, I can't call the police because it's going to damage our home's resale value. Um, <laughs> that's just lost over and that's just his reason why he can't call the police. Um, ben goes to the basement for some reason um, with a knife. So I guess he's going to kill Hayden again. 
Um, and he thinks no- she's in the basement for some reason. There's no like she, Hayden doesn't say like I'm in the basement. Come find me. Ben just assumes <laughs> she's down there. Um, he does find her. She is in the basement. I don't know why, but she is, and she is down astronomical for Ben Harmon, and I mean just atrocious, like to a degree that it feels illegal. Like she is so thirsty. <laughs> For this awful man like every time he opens his mouth she's like i love the way you say my name like she's and she's like i'm rotting from the inside ben please just hold me um and it's just being and fucking weird i don't understand what's supposed to happen here either because like again unfortunately american horror story ghosts have rules but i never heard of them just like being like ah, i can't maintain my corporeal form right now Leave a message, whatever. But yeah, she's just like... I'm tired. Also, it seems like most of the ghosts, their ghost wounds are related to the real wounds that sent them to the grave, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She got slammed in the back of the fucking head with a shovel. Why is her stomach falling apart? You'd think there'd be like a big red mark on her face or something. Well, she has like some blood on her nose, but like... I don't know. Maybe she's spitting up the baby or something. Who fucking knows? It doesn't make any sense. Damn, she got that. She got that good cosmetic death. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she to, got real to, lucky. Get to look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so the re- a really awkward conversation goes on between Bid and Hayden, um, which is cut short by what conversations between this triad are always cut short by, da, which da, is da, 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 Larry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Larry, time, baby. Larry doming <laughs> Bin with a shovel. Um. At this point, that's how I expect every conversation between one of these three characters <laughs> and, to end. And Larry, too, like, he immediately after, he just, like, looks over to Hayden. He's like, I'm so fucking sorry about the shovel. I was wrong. This guy's a dipshit. <laughs> like, <it's> so <laughs> he won't even give me $1,000. Can you believe it? He's so He won't even so pay stingy. me $1,000 after I killed you for a thousand. Like, what a bargain, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, so now they kind of do, him and Hayden do, like strike up a bargain i guess um and he's like i can't wait to burn this house down it's like oh okay um i I didn't realize this thing in a while and then he like flicks on a lighter like he's like a seven-year-old in the cub scouts what are you talking about man it's ridiculous (laughs) why would hayden ever be on his side he murdered her and now she's stuck in a gazebo under a gazebo and like i get partially blaming ben but you certainly don't forgive larry no, it's understandable. If it was for Ben, she she gets it. It was for Ben's Look, safety. Larry did it for a noble cause, which is so Larry could have a thousand dollars. Yeah, the, maybe the noblest <laughs> cause of all, actually. Uh, and so, like, they make a weird plan off screen that we don't get to see. Um, then it cuts to Hayden upstairs in the bath that I guess Vivian was going to take. Um, buckle up, everybody. We're about to do um Fatal Attraction. Um, but if we got it off of Wish dot com. Um, <laughs> Vivian hears the dog barking and pushes the panic button and then follows the dog. Remember, they have a little dog and follows the dog upstairs to find a room that's on fire. Um, don't worry about that. Uh, it's not important. Uh, she goes into the bathroom next, um, where Hayden has filled the bathtub with blood, I guess. I don't fucking know. The bathtub's full of blood. Uh, and <laughs> like... In true scream fashion, um, she calls, she being Hayden, calls Vivian and is like, hey, come look at the bathtub. And Vivian's like, no. Um, And then 
Hayden starts to do um, half ghost face, half fatal attraction, where she's like, come here, girl. And Vivian's like, no, again. And Hayden's like, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, by the way, your kitchen is nice. And Vivian's like, oh, this is just like ghost face. I got to go see. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes to the kitchen um, where she finds um, the Time dog's Time to go bowl. to the kitchen and not bring weapons. Nope. <laughs> Time to get, be unarmed and go downstairs. Yep. Um, <laughs> and she finds the dog's bowl knocked over um, and the microwave's running. Oh, no. Remember, um, remember the, Cole? The best, part, <laughs> the best part is if you've already seen Cole, you somehow see this coming, which is unbelievable to see this coming what a fucked up world to live in to just be like as soon as i see the dog's bowl knocked over i'm like they're gonna microwave the goddamn dog again (laughs) yeah they loved this bits they they loved stealing this bit from fatal attraction so much they do it in two separate seasons um like in cult it's almost funny because they have to have this perfect actually wait the timing has to be perfect here too right because she has to walk in on the on the, the explosion, the very I, moment. I will give Hayden a little more credit than I will to Ivy because at least Hayden like set the fuse in motion of being like, hee hee, I'm in the kitchen, like to goad her into going into the kitchen right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivy's was complete guesswork uh, <laughs> as to <laughs> when they were going to come home and the guinea pig would explode. Um, so Hayden gets a little bit more credit. Um Vivian's hate hated that. Vivian hated seeing the dog explode. Um, understandably. Uh, but don't worry yeah. about it. That seems over too. Um, now, Tate and Violet are home. Um, and by home I mean the Harmon's house. They're in Violet's room, and Tate continues to insist he does not know the kids at the beach. Um, they get to have this argument for a few minutes before those kids just fucking show up at their house. Um, and he's like, sure. ah, beans. <laughs> I guess I guess I got to deal with this again. Um, and then we cut back to the phone ringing. Um, oh, no, we already did this part. Um, this is the dog exploding. Uh, then mm. we cut to, again, the, we, the we teens. We go outside <laughs> of, yeah, Violet hopping outside to say hello to the teens with scissors in her hands. And the teens just kind of give her shit. They're like, really? He gets a girlfriend, immediately sends her out to die. That's so shitty. Like, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff like that, which is correct. Um, and at one point, I guess one of the, like, cheerleaders is just like, you really don't know what this is. Do you, have you looked at a newspaper? Like, how the fuck do you not know? You live here. How do you not know this? And um, during this exposition, they do in one segment of it. I counted eleven jump cuts, and I think it was like four and a half it's, seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I cannot figure this out either. Like it's- full, like over ninety degree turns. To be clear, like some of them are full one eighty flips, some are like two seventy. Um, the thing that was baffling to me, like the bad jump cuts, I'm weirdly kind of used to. Mm-hmm. What I wasn't used to is them splicing the audio from multiple angles. So some of the jump cuts you could hear. Instead of just having the actress come in and record the thing and put Mm -hmm. that one unbroken piece of audio over it, no, there's a couple times where in the conversation you can hear her start to talk about the school that we're in. It's like so jarring every time. There's just a weird cut to like a different microphone location or like just a different cadence, clearly a different read. 
it's outrageous. I, I, it's so amateur hour. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, and the exposition that this character is giving is like again, all of these ghosts are playing this weird, vague pronoun game where she's like, oh. You want us to go home? Where is my home? My parents divorced and then I then they didn't leave a forwarding address. And like all of this is just dancing around straight up saying like, yeah, I got school shooted. Like and I, my parents, Tate, your boyfriend, are, that's why yeah. we're angry with you. For some they're reason, like, everybody's doing this bit, this like who's on first bit where they're like willfully leaving out crucial information, even though they desperately want the other person to understand. <laughs> Yeah. It's so weird because there's not been like an established need for ghosts to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. there's g- ghosts can just say things. Like, Hayden just says things a bunch of times to Ben. She doesn't have a weird curse that makes her like speak backwards or something. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, other characters that aren't dead will also do this same weird, vague hint game for like the rest of the episode. Um, and for the rest of the show, actually. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they do this. And then, again, Tate comes out and pretends that he doesn't know who these people are and, like, runs away so that the kids will chase after him. Um, Violet calls the police. And when she does this, um, by the way, that never pays off. The police never show up. Um Constance shows up and like grabs Violet's arm and is like, I gotta berate you about Addie dying now. This is your fault somehow. Um, then they disappear for a little while. Uh, and then now we're back upstairs with Vivian. Um, and uh, Hayden. Um, Hayden's there. So is the dog. Uh, I guess the dog's fine. Um, I have in my notes, so I guess Hayden just microwaved a bag full of red jello. Turns out she just straight pretty up says, Yeah, I'm pretty close. Tomato. It's tomatoes. Tomato. Yeah. Um, later she's like, Yeah, I, did, I just did a tomato, which, like, really? Vengeful ghost? And you did a vengeful so tomato prank? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't remember like I like what happens with the dog or anything. I, I kind of took it to mean and this is wrong of me. I'm sure to, to like she's just not owning up to it. And we're seeing the dog ghost running around the house. But it would be too much to cover up and it doesn't really make sense. But I just wanted to I guess I was maybe hoping I could afford the writers that much. And then I don't know why. Like, no. I don't know why I would do that. That's totally I, wrong. I think the one thing I do kind of like about it is the idea that Hayden is enough of a little freak that she would want to do a mean prank to Vivian, but not enough of a monster that she would want to explode a dog. Like, yeah, I like yeah, the idea that does kind of work for Hayden's character. It's just mm-hmm. very stupid and begs the question of why fucking bother? Like, you're a ghost <laughs> who's doing other ghost things. Why it, microwave a tomato? The answer like, is the answer is simple and stupid. It's that they wanted to rip off Fatal Attraction. Steel, fatal Attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's one hundred percent the like answer. Hayden. Yeah, I think it's both of it, right? You want to have your cake and eat it, too. We want that yeah. scene. But yeah, Hayden's character just wouldn't do that. And somehow yep. they finally got that right. You know 100% what I mean? like, is it's 100% them wanting to have a scene that rips off Fatal Attraction, but not actually having to deal with the ramifications of that happening. They fully commit to it in Colt, and I guess I'll give them that much. But 
uh, here they, they back off. They downgraded to a guinea pig. They were like, we Mr. can't do guinea. this with a dog. We won't walk away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will Nobody will continue to watch our show if we kill a dog in a microwave. So um, we'll save that for a guinea pig five seasons from now. Yeah. We'll, we'll build up their trust. Yeah. <laughs> and then rip it away. Uh, what if Mr. So, Guinea's just um, a terrible callback? I'm now realizing. What if it's just a terrible, oh like, God, you're right. conjoined I universe callback? I didn't even callback. realize that until just now. You're absolutely right. So Fuck. Hayden and Vivian are once again doing the funny not say exactly what was happening game back and forth until um, Hayden comes to the stupid realization um, of just like, oh, wait, you're pregnant too? Yeah. Oh, and then this makes her like so mad because I guess <laughs> she decides Ben wanted Vivian's baby and that's why he had to get rid of Hayden's baby or yeah, something and ben she grabs starts, just or, or she like a starts shard of glass. She starts quoting him in like a way that we're supposed to like also follow where she's like, <laughs> oh, he said it was my choice, but it wasn't my choice. It was your right? choice. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense, Hayden. He wouldn't have said that. Like, he wouldn't say it's your choice to you and mean Vivian. Like that's, I know you're a crazy <laughs> character, but now you're just making things up and like, but you're de- the show and you are delivering it in a way that's supposed to be like, Oh yeah, he did say it in a funny double entendre yeah, way. Right? <laughs> but he didn't. He just fully did not. <laughs> oh yeah. And then she breaks a, she breaks a picture of their family and like grabs a thing of glass to, I guess cut the baby out of Vivian. It starts bleeding. Yeah. Which I'm now realizing does confirm you can make ghosts bleed in this universe, which, yeah. okay, sure. Why not? Um, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to, yeah, I guess. It's like in for a penny, in for a pound. Just make shit up about them. Whatever the Whatever the plot needs the ghost to do, they can do. You know, yep. it's fine. Um, <laughs> downstairs, Larry is <laughs> just... Dancing around with a gas can, being like, gonna do an arson, gonna burn the place to the ground. I fucking hate your house, should have given me a thousand dollars. And um, uh, Chad uh, walks up, who is, that's... Um, Fluffer one. Um, yeah, what's what's uh, the actor's Zachary name? Quinto. Zachary Quinto, yeah. Zachary Quinto, Which, by the you. way, yeah, by the way, up. people have mentioned. I've had a couple of comments. Um, I was wrong. He was not in Teen Wolf. He was in True Blood. He was a vampire, not a werewolf. My oh. apologies. Uh, okay. Well, he walks in and goes like, "Hey, you can't burn this house down. It's the only joy I have in the afterlife. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll kill you, man." <laughs> and Larry's just like, "Oh." Sorry. Have a nice day. It just leaves, I guess. Uh, Larry's Larry's not a madman. He just wants a thousand dollars for some headshots. He's not unreasonable. Um remember Ben? He's in the basement still, I guess. Um, and he's waking up from his 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 uh shovel induced coma. Um and Nora, um, the abortion lady, uh, is kind of negging him, telling him he's a loser, as she should. Um, yeah. and oh, I can't you... believe such a piece of shit is in this house. I don't want another <laughs> loser dying in this fucking place. Can't have another <laughs> shithead in here. Oh my god, go save the baby, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh. Okay, I guess, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> yep, and he does, or he at least he takes this advice to heart. Um, I said in the last episode, Nora ends up being one of my favorite characters. It, it, 
just the whole time. Nora stays stays winning. I love Nora. I'm sorry. I'm a Nora <laughs> apologist. Um, right. Okay. You know what? I forgot. I still I still do like Nora at the end of this episode. So there are three characters I'm still into. Oh my god. And um. So Ben comes in. Ben just happens to know the location of people at all times. He always comes in in this big ass house. Always comes specifically into the correct room every time. First guess. Because uh, he comes in on the scene of Hayden about to, um, I guess, remove the baby from Vivian um, for some fucking reason. Because it's not like this is presented as Hayden not wanting to kill Vivian. It's like, oh, I'm saving you and the baby because Ben fucking sucks. Like, it's a really weird motive. Um, and Ben is like, hey, don't do that. And then everybody fucking gird your loins. Um Hayden demands that Vivian or that Ben tell Vivian about Boston instead of her just doing it. Um, and Vivian's like, hey, so Hayden's pregnant. Um, how is that possible when you haven't seen her in over a year? Which is, um, you know, what we all said uh, in episode two um, about the pregnancy timeline. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, I fucked Hayden again um, after we moved or after you caught me. Um, this is a throwaway line that he says in about a second and then it's never, ever brought up again. Um, and I can't help but feel like they threw it in there because I imagine hundreds of people were like, well, how was she pregnant if they moved and it's been like a year and also she's like not visibly pregnant? Like, what is the timeline here? And then they're like, oh, no, Ben, Ben fucked her again. <laughs> um, Ben really <laughs> fucking sucks. Like, worse yeah. than you thought. Like, even worse than you could have ever possibly imagined. Ben Harmon is the fucking most vile person alive. Um, he is so bad. He's <laughs> bad at his job. He's bad, bad at his life. Bad He's father. He's bad at his wife. Bad husband. Bad father. Bad therapist. Yeah. yeah Can't no. even fight. Like, no, nope. yeah, can't, won't can't give Larry a, a thousand dollars. Like, just sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Ben sucks. Yeah, can't even solve the pro. Like, there's a large list of problems Ben Harmon has to deal you with, know. and one of them would the entire line of problems would stop for a thousand dollars. And in his mind, that's apparently also part of the Hayden thing as well, which is extra wild now that he's seen Hayden attempt to murder his wife. <laughs> But you know what the you know what too? It's like so bad that like Canon apparently is woman's acceptance like he said my pussy tastes like peaches and cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, nah, that nah didn't happen. I'm sorry. It's un- <laughs> it's too unbelievable. It is yeah. it, it can't have happened that way. Anyway, yeah. you know, and it, and we're right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're right. And for some reason, I guess Ben Ben um went back. Remember how Ben threw a temper tantrum in episode one about his wife not banging him um like immediately oh, yeah. after catching him cheating. Um, yeah. he went on to cheat more after that. Uh, <laughs> like God, imagine if Alan Wake was secretly about Alan cheating on his wife nine times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and like ha- like abandoning one of his mistresses when they were in the middle of a very heavy emotional time when he is a professional psychiatrist <laughs> instead of a writer. Like it's hard to explain how detestable this motherfucker is. Like no other piece of horror media has been willing to go this hard on the main character truly sucking. <laughs> And then they expect us to continue to, like, root for him, I guess. Like, I didn't like him the first time I watched it, but now rewatching it, I'm like, this, I actively want Ben 
to die, actually. Um, like, <laughs> I don't remember hating him this much, but goddamn, yeah. he is truly irredeemable. But it's like, then you have to see him as a goat. Like, you want him to get the Addy death, right? The one yeah. where it's like, ah, you're not coming back. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that. You're like, oh, God, I hope I never have to see you again. Too bad um, you'll be I back hope, in Street Fighter Five. I, I hope you get killed and then all the ghosts in the house gather up to pick up your body and throw it in the street <laughs> so that you don't get to come back. I have very thinly veiled good news. Um, he comes back in a later season and the ghosts just all relentlessly bully him. It's really good. He never shows up because the ghosts will just relentlessly bully him if he shows up in the later Sick. season. It's really good. I, I don't think we're going to get there for like years, which is why I'm saying it now. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, during this like standoff, um, the... <laughs> The security guy whose name I can't remember shows up and defuses the whole situation. He has a gun. Hayden drops the glass, etc., etc. Um, then it cuts to Constance's house. Speaking of characters that are very weirdly written, um, and Constance is like monologuing at Violet in a way that makes you think that she has like Violet hostage, but that's not the case. Um, right. And Constance slash Jessica Lang give a very emotional speech about like the grief of a mother losing a child and like immortality and mortality, a child losing a mother versus a mother losing a child, etc. It's a very poignant like speech. Jessica Lang is far too talented for this television show. Um, and it, this is all happening as a voiceover as she's, it shows us a, like a sequence of her putting uh, makeup on Addie's body in the morgue and like crying um, and it's a very vulnerable, very like powerful scene, um, which is a good thing to have for an antagonist. Um, it is completely wasted on this character in the show. Um, but Jessica Lang acts the hell out of this script. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 like if there was anything redeemable or redeeming about Constance, like this would be such an interesting scene. Mm. But they are trying to have me give a shit about snidely whiplash. And yeah. it just, it just doesn't hit when the character is like cartoonishly evil and ever like, and I mean, cartoonishly, like the things she does when she's evil are so far yeah. out of time that they are truly cartoonish. Um, having her have this big emotional scene, it truly is Scrappy Doo turning to the camera to tell me about the heart of darkness being man, <laughs> and just being like, "I'm I'm sorry, man." I think this <laughs> I is this is like this is not to credit the writers, but um, I think this falls more so on that the writers like the reason why this is so conflicting and it seems so poor and out of place is I think less because the writing got even worse, um, and more so because the writing is far below the acting that Jessica Lang does. So it yeah. makes us be conflicted because I, she's doing a hell of a job. Like, oh man, I want to feel for this character, but the writers did not write that character to be felt for. I, you yeah. know, and, and I'm, I'm sorry to believe it. I, I really do feel like the show's biggest downfall is that it has a lot of talent in it. Not even just in the acting, but I think some of the set design, audio, all that fun stuff is just completely sank by the terrible yeah. writing, you know? And this is like, I think a good example of that. Yeah. But, it, you can definitely see where like the talent of the actors directly conflicts with the writing and it becomes, it makes the writing even worse because you're like, oh, well now, now it definitely doesn't convey what they it, wanted. It also makes sense why there'd be such a strong fan community, because there is a lot of potential for, okay, 
So they fumbled the bag, but the concepts weren't awful. Mm-hmm. And it allows you a lot of space to play of like, and what would this be like if it was good? Which, mm-hmm. especially for like little goth teens, that's great. We need that in the world. That's necessary. But like, yeah, as as someone watching this show now, damn, they can't write their way out of a bag. <laughs> it's so rough. And yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, I think even at this point in watching the show, when I watched it back then, this is when I still liked American Horror Story and I was still giving it a chance. Like, this is like, I think, where the cracks start to appear a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And especially, the, but I'll, I'll get there when we get there. But like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of wasted potential. And I think for like, there is a thing where like, there may have been some rose colored glasses the first time I watched it, where the sure. things where they're blatantly ripping stuff off at the time, I was like, oh, that's an homage to another property I like. I, I like this inclusion. And now rewatching it, I'm like, mm, they ripped the show off. I'm, I'm a million percent with you. And there's like, even, I think it was around season three where I really started to like, kind of lose faith in the show at all. But mm-hmm. like. And there's stuff about season one I definitely don't like, for sure, well, even back but, then. But there was but, novelty, yeah, right? When it was, was season one, there was like some form of novelty to it. Whereas uh, by season three, or, you know, especially watching it now after watching like seven seasons or whatever, you look back and go like, oh, they just never, this wasn't like a yeah. fun homage. This was just theft. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, no, exactly that's right. The, that's the thing is because the way they presented it was kind of the package they presented was like, this is American Horror Story. Um, meaning like, oh, we are going to be specifically like taking bits from known horror stories and making another story that is like in the same yeah, vein, like, like screamed yeah, it. Like, like that's what recon- scream is. Yeah. Like a reconstructed Americana piece about horror. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to take bits and pieces from and well-known also, properties. also, there's a family that's just the grunge. Yeah. <laughs> but also, we're not, like, good enough writers to actually, like, see this through and make it make sense in a way that isn't just clearly us ripping off you know, other shows piece by piece. Yeah. I think you can see, like, a- another common thing that'll happen with the show. And again, I don't want to get too off because we're almost done. Um, you know, is that, like it's very hard to make a serialized horror across like 13 or so episodes. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my decision though. You know? So like, I'm happy to make fun. I'm not giving them any credit. Yeah. So a hundred percent. Um, going back to the Jessica Lang, she gives her like speech and then it cuts uh, to like where they are, which is the kitchen. Um, and it kind of like shows that Constance is actually like kind of being nice to Violet and just wanted someone to talk to. (laughs) Having a realization that she was just kind of lashing out and then, yeah, settling down and, you know, kind of just being like, hey, sorry, do you want some, like, tea? Do you want a little cookie or something? Um, And then says, hey, um, by the way, you can't tell Tate about this. And she goes, why do you, Tate, why are you mentioning that? And she goes, oh, Tate's my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, In case Tate's that wasn't mom. obvious. Tate's mom, who Ben Harmon was on the phone with earlier in the season and somehow didn't notice that. Remember yeah. when he called her and was like, oh, your son needs to see someone else. What? Oh, I'm being distracted. Excuse me. I had no idea. That's Constance. I. Yeah. Also, it's like it feels like they kind of blow past it real quick because it's so heavily telegraphed earlier by Constance mentioning her one perfect child with a terrible secret and flaw, which is obviously, you know, Tate, who's done a done a damn thing. Um, it feels like they blow past it. They're like, oh, everyone knows already. <laughs> yeah. We can, just, we can just have her just be like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, Tate's my kid. Don't tell him because he's a very sensitive boy, and I think it'll set him off. So, Which, again, like, 
remember the show at this point is still dancing around the fact that Tate did a school shooting you and I know and everybody who can rub two brain cells together knows but the show has not explicitly told us this and it doesn't by the end of this episode by the way Mm -hmm. no right um right I'll I'll mention this well whatever you know what earlier in this season um I when uh when Ben is on the phone with Tate's mom and you know, you're not supposed to know it's Constance, and it makes kind of no sense that he can't put two and two together and doesn't have info, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to figure out how do I um, reveal that info without spoiling things, and Ty, in that episode, I think it was episode two, correctly guessed the, all the shit about Tate, mm-hmm. and then I brought, I felt a little bad in a way, because I brought up as a quote-unquote counterpoint, but you know, one problem with your theory, Ben's on the phone. Now, little did you know the problem with your theory was actually just a big fucking plot. <laughs> yeah, that they're, that they're bad at writing, yeah. <laughs> the so. problem is they're bad writers, yeah, yeah. The problem is they did something that they were so obviously telegraphing everything else that they forgot that they negatively telegraphed. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Just, they forgot they put up a thing that said, this is a not legal answer anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of the show feels like they wrote it in reverse, like they wrote the ending and then like walked backwards to try and find plot lines that would lead there. Um, yeah. And it, it doesn't get better. Uh, but <clears throat> so, yeah, Con- Constance <laughs> is like, don't tell my son he's a sensitive boy. And then it cuts to the sensitive boy who's at the beach again. I guess that's the only place he knows to go. Um, and he's being harassed by the teenagers and he insists he doesn't know who they are. Um, the goth girl confronts him and literally quotes a fake Columbine quote um, that they couldn't be bothered to Google to see if it was real or not. Um, Twisted Nerve starts playing again. Uh, Will all the ghosts yell at Tate? Um, The Twisted Nerve count in this show, it it sucks. Just imagine any time Twisted Nerve starts playing in any piece of media other than Kill Bill, imagine me fucking sighing loudly because that's what it is every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Especially here where, again, they want to think they want you to think they're clever. Like, they still don't know he did a school shooting. He, 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 he. But, like, it's like, no, dude, we figured it out in episode one when Tate was talking to Ben Harmon Especially and presenting said he did references a school to shooting. Columbine to, to, to Americans. Yeah, yeah, no, we know. We know that. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, we're familiar. Yeah, Columbine 9-11, yeah, we catch on to those pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not, you can't really hide that, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, in the midst of him, like, the ghosts are all kind of arguing with each other as to, like, what Tate's motivation to kill each one of them were, because, like, a lot of them are like, we didn't even know you, man. Like, why did you kill us? Um, he starts to get little flashbacks where it shows his super edgy Call of Duty outfit that he wears to do the school shooting where he's got like ghost face paint. Um, and then he has a little meltdown, a little temper tantrum meltdown. Um, <laughs> and nothing is established there. Um, but then the sun starts to come up. Oh, no. And they have to go back to the house so they can't fuck Tate up anymore. Um, and then we get this kind of weird scene where like... It's clearly like the sun is up. It's daytime. Mm-hmm. But like all the ghosts are kind of just lackadaisily um, meandering back to Murder House. Moira's there. <laughs> um, we do get like a kind of. I will give them not credit enough to say it's good, but like an adequate little bit of like breadcrumbs to the ghost lore where in passing we see Patrick, Chad's husband, meander up behind Chad and Chad's like, don't fucking talk to me. Um, and Patrick's like, sorry, I cheated on you again. I can't help myself, which is like actually like important. 
Um, and then Chad kind of in a stupor says like, it seems like I'm in a loop just trying to fix this house stuck mm-hmm. in a, in a infi- like infidelity marriage. And I'm just like cursed to fix this house forever. And Moira basically mumbles something to the effect of like, yep, that's it. <laughs> you got it. Got it in one. Um, Apparently you need to get killed in like a really cool way for like partying and having too cool of a time yeah. <laughs> in the American Horror Story universe. That's the game plan because then yep. you're doomed to just have a kick ass time forever. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. Because like that's like that is our first major like indicator. Have that... they done that for a season yet? Because that would be good. That would be a more interesting cult, right? A uh... cult who solves the internal rules of ghost logic and is trying to engineer the perfect ghost situation. Ty, we'll watch Hotel. We'll watch Hotel. Don't worry. We'll get okay, to the party great. ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a way more interesting show. Yeah. Uh, oh, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll hate to find out that it's um basically mm. Murder House again. <laughs> mm. Is Lady Gaga there at least? Yes. Mm. Correct. Oh, thank I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything about Hotel, which I have a lot to say about uh, in years to come. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get to Hotel. That's where the party yeah. ghosts oh, are. Oh, oh, we're going to get to Hotel. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so in case in case you and the rest of the viewers have not caught on yet, kind of each ghost is kind of trapped in like a a loop of whatever they were that kind of ended up causing their death. So like Moira is seduction because she was killed by a wife who caught her with the husband. Patrick was caught being unfaithful. And so he's doomed to like repeat that, which is why he came on to Ben. Um, the little boy ghosts, the rookie Bobby ghosts always are trying to destroy the house in every time we Chad see them. Chad is doomed to uh, do interior yeah. decorating <laughs> Chad, Chad is doomed <laughs> to constantly try to fix up the house and always fail. Um, keep that in mind for some of the other ghosts who we've already met and some we will meet in the future um, as to their Hayden motivations. is going to be um, cyclically... Um, I don't know, being weird on the phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Hayden, um, she's in the back of the security guy's car being driven to jail, I guess. I don't think security guys are allowed to arrest and detain people um, in like a cop no. car, but he does and she lets him. Um, and he's like lecturing her and he's like, why'd you microwave the dog? And she's like, I didn't. It was tomatoes. He even like specifically calls like a, a nice pretty lady like Vivian or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Nice pretty or lady like, Ms. like Harman. Mrs. Harmon. Yeah. A lovely woman like Mrs. Harmon. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then he goes, he gets to the police station. It feels like he would just keep her there until the police showed up at the house, but he doesn't. He drives her to the police station, which doesn't feel like is how that works. It doesn't happen. It happens in the movie The Room by Tommy Wiseau, and that's how you <laughs> yeah. know is, it doesn't happen. This is, this is where Hayden explains, oh, yeah, I just microwaved a tomato, which um, I'm fairly certain would just give you um, hot a very hot tomato. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would blow up. I think you would just have a very hot tomato <laughs> is most of it. But Mrs. Harmon was growing those tomatoes. But anyway, yeah. They were real bad tomatoes. Um, Then we um, see that he goes to, like, get her out of the back of the car. And, ooh, she's gone. Um, So we see that, like, there's not any, like. We now have another random person unrelated to the Harmon family and unrelated to this entire mystery who has firsthand witnessed ghosts. So, like, they now have someone else. This, I hate this. 
don't expose more people to the truth of ghosts <laughs> are real in your media unless you have to. Because now that guy just is like forever tagged as a knower. Like if yep. he encounters a ghost, he's be like, oh, damn, a ghost. I know this one. Yep. Yeah. This lady's going to disappear out of the back of my car. And, and then Jonathan Frakes is going to come out and be like, we made it up. It was a lie. Uh, <laughs> it was fabricated. Um, yep. But back at the Harmon house, um, Ben is packing his things as he should be. Um, it's the next day now um, and he sees the broken photo of his family and like reaches down to touch it and he goes downstairs and Vivian's there um, with the non-microwave dog um, and she doesn't say anything to him. He just kisses her forehead and instead of her punching him in the throat, which would have been the correct response, um, they both just part ways and he doesn't say anything. He doesn't apologize. Um, that doesn't. He just leaves and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Who, 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 like, who kisses somebody's forehead after like after being like, night, yeah, sorry, like, my yeah. mistress tried to murder you and our baby. Also, sorry that I cheated on you a bunch more times after um, you caught me cheating on you, um, and all of the things that have led up to now. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, it was actually six times I gave up on the family, and not five before yep. I promised not to give up on the family. <laughs> I'm the real victim here. Me, Ben Harmon, is the real sad boy. Um, Really, really and mean of you to not tell me goodbye. Speaking of, speaking of how much we hate Ben Harmon, I think we're at a good point into the season. Let's take a quick index of how we feel about the characters. Mm-hmm. Ben, we all agree fucking sucks, yeah? Yeah, the yeah. worst. Yeah, the worst. I hate maybe more than Constance. Yeah. Speaking of which, Constance, close second. Um, mm-hmm. Really hate, like, Constance, they keep trying to have her have these weird human moments. And then I just remember, oh, yeah, the funny racist who loves eugenics and steals <laughs> from their house a bunch. And yeah. um, is shitty to the maid because she's a lower class. Like, oh, right. I hate everything about Constance. Yeah. Constance, yeah. like, sucks. But, like, I love Jessica Lang. So I don't hate when Constance is around for that reason. Fair. That that adds up, yeah, a hundred percent. Tate, um, I think he's really annoying. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. you got in one. He's really annoying, and his character has no redeeming qualities other than being like conventionally attractive. I guess um, I would have. Um, you'd almost root uh, for him to be like a dark romance kind of plot mm-hmm. right? If he weren't a fucking school shooter, if he but, wasn't yeah. a Columbine, yeah, yeah, if he wasn't a Columbine school shooter, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of dampers the whole thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so whew, that's a lot of the main cast out of the way and kind of irredeemable. Um, Vivian, um, I'll, I think she stinks. <laughs> I think she's bad. I'm pretty um, neutral on Vivian. Like, there are moments where ben? I'm like, oh, definitely better than Ben. No, um, yeah, no. Like, no, no, I'm saying, like, she's better than Ben, but I just feel like oh, she doesn't okay, yeah, 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 for sure. do anything. Like, she doesn't ever <sighs> try to make moves yeah, in a lot of situations Vivian where, like, she really needs to. She's very frustrating because yeah. she could be a really good character, but then, like, the writing cuts her down at every given opportunity to make her a worse character. I think Which, Connie yeah, Britton's the, the writing is the character to some extent, but, yeah. right? So... I think I like Connie Britton. I feel like mm-hmm. her melodrama is fine. I just yeah, Vivian herself though is like eh. I I I want yeah. I kind of want I want record, to believe, but I can't. None of this is on the actors or actresses. Yeah, this no, is no. just entirely the the just the writing for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see who else. Violet, um, I Moira's can't. Fine, I can't stand I Violet. Um, Moira didn't show up 
in this episode of them I, go, yep, yeah. that's how ghosts work. I love I love Moira. Moira is one of my favorite characters of season one. Probably top three. I, yeah. I'm, She's top three for me right now, I think. I, yeah. I like her. Um, there's, we'll find out. But like, um, uh, I like her. I, I kind of feel like I'm still not totally sold on the whole why does she get to shapeshift and none of the other ghosts. <laughs> but, well, you know, they just, fine. Again, it's one of those they wanted the cake and eating it too. They wanted a super hot smoke show, right. but they wanted Flor- or, uh, Francis Conroy to play the character. Yeah. So they right. needed the duality of Moira. Where they had the the thirteen out of ten or, smoke show, and then also Francis Conroy. That, that's you know that's what like bugs me about it though too is that like you didn't they don't have to explain the ghosts and we could have had that but then they have to explain the ghosts so now it's like no like now we need consistency and it's like if you just shut your fucking mouth and left things mysterious then like we wouldn't have to like have this problem but now mm-hmm. we do anyway, yeah whatever hundred um, percent Violet you, you were mentioning yeah. Um, I can't stand Violet. Violet is one of the most frustrating and annoying characters to me. She has like a couple moments where like she's okay and I'm not going to spoil I, it, but she gets more frustrating. But like the whole like, no, I am what do you mean? Why are you being so mean I, to she, Tate? She feels like a couple girls I dated in high school, except like if they randomly decided to just be the stupidest human being on the planet at random moments, like, like absolutely that kind of person, but then just inexplicably lacked any and all information, like was super into this stuff, but sometimes would just forget that she had ever looked at any of it in history. It is unbelievable. This character cannot exist. It's so frustrating. The blueprint for Winter, who will be a slightly better version in Cult later. Yeah, like, Winter at least, like, knows the shit, right? Yeah. And uses the internet and is open about using the internet and getting information from the internet. And forces small children onto the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Chad and Patrick. Patrick's doing his best, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that makes um, that that's fair. Yeah. Chad, I I like Chad. He's just he's, trying to fix the place up. He's doing his best. And then that circles back to uh to Nora, who is my my favorite lady and she continues mm. to be. She's not a good character, but god, do I love where her character goes. <laughs> she's she's all right. I'm okay with Nora. And the best one, that's right, it's Larry. Oh, hey, oh well, that goes without saying. It's, it's me, Larry. I'm here for my $1,000. I got my shovel. I'm ready to do business. Well, that he's number one best boy, obviously. Right. I guess I concede I like Larry, even though. It, it bugs me. I feel like in the pilot, he wasn't jokey Larry. And I feel like the beats me when he's getting beaten by Ben jokes a little. I go, hey, come on, Larry. You're getting beaten to death. But, you know, with the, but still, it's, 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 it's hard to hate Larry. Yeah. yeah. Well, whew, till next time, everybody, uh, where we'll be catching episode six of the show, mm-hmm. I believe. Whatever is... After after both of these, one sec, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Uh, 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 Piggy Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. Piggy Piggy. Piggy Piggy. Thank God. You know what? I was worried it wasn't going to pay off looking it up, but it did. (laughs) See you next time, everybody, for Piggy Piggy. Later. Bye.